This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. It is Thursday, and we are moving things around so we can bring you the three amigos. How are you doing today, Matt? I'm doing awesome. Thursday, it's always a good time, no matter what time it is. Exactly. And Dion, how are you? Howdy. Doing great. Happy to be here. Thanks for moving the time around to accommodate me. I appreciate it. Oh, we have no problem. We love doing these things together. Just to let us know, what city is Dion in today? I probably can't pronounce it right. Penn Gulch? I have no idea. What state is that in? <laughs> oh, you're Utah. in Utah. All right. <laughs> I had no idea. I thought I recognized the city. I did not. Nope. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Hey, guys. So uh, something I sent you last night, uh, meet Kevin. Uh, who yeah. we all know, and we've all we all watch at different levels. He put out a crash video yesterday. The coming housing market crash. How bad will it be? As you know, I copied the link. I sent it to you, and it says yeah. I have not watched this, but we're going to talk about it tomorrow. And of course, I've watched it since then, mm-hmm. and um, I have my thoughts. But uh, why don't we go to Dion first? What did you think uh, watching that ten-minute uh, housing market crash? How bad will it be? Video. First, I'm pretty sure everybody's familiar with Meet Kevin. I mean, yeah, he's running sure. for governor of California. And if I lived in California, he'd have my vote. And I love his earlier videos. And anytime I have a younger investor that's looking at investing, I refer them to Meet Kevin. And mm-hmm. I tell them just avoid anything, you know, don't watch anything that says stimulus in the title, but everything else is great. Yeah. And in true form, this is a clickbait video. Yeah. where he says, you know, how bad the crash is going to be. And then he talks about how small the crash is going to be through the entire video. <laughs> and one of the things that people keep talking about is how many pending evictions could pop up now that the moratorium is over. Mm-hmm. Completely, and, and how many is, do you guys remember the number? 750,000 is what he talked about. And an average year for the last 10 years, the average number of evictions that are filed in the United States is around 900,000. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> resulting in about 50% actually ending in an eviction decision by the courts so 750,000 is lower than what we would normally expect and that's after a year of nearly nothing so people think that's going to cause the crash because we want there to be a crash as an investor so I can buy things on sale Mm -hmm. Um, that confirmation bias everybody's looking for so yeah I'm glad he made the video because it draws attention to the people who go there looking for the confirmation and then they listen to him talk for 10 minutes about how it's not going to be a thing yeah, he didn't talk about crash, how bad it would be or anything that I saw. But Matt, why don't you go ahead and go first or go next? Um, yeah, so I mean, clickbaity bastard. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, he definitely riled me up. I'm like, not yeah. again, Kevin. Are I was like, this again? Kevin, a crash video? What? And he's not talking about crypto or the stock market? Yeah, or stimulus. That doesn't or... make any sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so I watched it and it was, you know, what we all imagine. I think the funny thing is, is that everyone's saying, 750,000 people, like what Dion said, it's 900,000 a year. Now yeah. it's going to be more condensed, but it's, it can't be that much more condensed, right? Mm-hmm. People aren't going to be getting evicted all at once, all 750,000, all at the same time. Yeah. Each one of those cases has to be heard. 
And even if every judge's docket is filled with them, right, mm-hmm. which is what's going to happen, sure, it's still going to take months to get through those evictions. Months. Yeah, this is this was my big takeaway. First off, after being suckered into watching the video because the title <laughs> upset me, which again, I'm sure that's what he was going for, right? He's trying to get sure. that hook. Sure. Some people looking for confirmation bias. I'm looking just to be pissed off because again, I don't think there's a crash coming. Um, but yeah, again, having gone through the foreclosure crisis last time, one thing you really learned is just, just like you said, Matt, evictions are going to come out drips. Yeah. They come out at different times. People go back and research, right? How long did a uh, foreclosure take in Nevada? 830 days. How long in Florida? 900 and some days. It's going to be the same thing. Some people, you know, like Texas maybe has fast evictions. They're still going to be 45 days just because of the, you know, the, the thing. So you know, first off, clickbaity title, didn't talk about a crash at all. Never gave opinion. Uh, he did go over a couple of things that I just want to review since we're talking about it. He basically summarized a lot of my daily financial news over the last week. He talked about Goldman Sachs evictions. He talked about uh, Dallas Fed. He talked about Wall Street Journal, all of these things. Um, the one thing I really do want to highlight is um, I'm with the Dallas Fed, and I think me, Kevin, is too. Uh, values go up first. And what do I keep telling people? Once values go up, rents rents are pulled up behind it. Yep. Um, you, as far as I'm concerned, you haven't seen anything yet in rent increases, which if you're a tenant, probably scares you because it's there's been some big jumps out there. What, what else did you take from the video, Dion? That was the main thing that I was looking at. In a lot of the Facebook groups right now, there is a not a meme, it's an image of a rent increase going around. So the landlord is telling the tenant you were paying 700 and something, the new rent is 1400. Yeah. And of course, there's all the outrage of how dare the landlord double the rent and what a horrible uh, slumlord and all of these things. Ignoring the fact that the last time the property was purchased, it was probably less than half of what it is now. Taxes have gone up, insurance has gone up. The, okay. the previous owners, the previous owner is the one who made the mistake by not keeping the tenant at close yeah. to current market rent so that when a sale happens, a jump like this has to happen because no owner is going to buy a property to lose money so that the tenant can stay in their house. Yep. But if you're not really into investing, it just seems (laughs) atrocious that, you know, rent could double, but that's the fear most tenants live in is that a new owner comes in and sets the rent at an amount they can't afford. And with the prices going up for properties, we're going to be seeing that more and more. And then the other thing that a lot of investors miss is that property might have been sold 10 or 15 years ago. So the property taxes were based on that with a exactly. slow incremental increase. And then you purchase it at this new higher rate and you've created a factual event that gives the county assessor a number to say, that's the value of that property. So your new tax rate is much higher than what was listed in the um, listing, yeah. and mm-hmm. causing more rent increases, even after somebody buys a property, hoping to not have to raise the rents that much. Yeah, totally agree. The costs are going up across the board. Taxes are going up. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Matt, anything else you took from the video? I mean, that exactly, which was it actually, you know, so I had actually, we talked about last week, I called housing and asked them when their increase was coming and how much they were requesting. Yeah. And so they're going to probably have a bigger gap because they requested in my area, they requested 10%, double digits, 10%. And I said, that doesn't even get you to where we are now. Right. Yeah. Like that's still going to be 20% off the top. So if you are on a program, mm-hmm. good luck. Good luck. Yeah. There I think goes that's... affordable housing. Just like we've been saying for six months. Exactly. It's, there goes it, affordable housing. We, um, 
again, go back, watch our videos. Uh, both Dion and Matt have playlists on this channel with, you know, probably hundreds of hours now. We've been calling this. It's just happening now. Go ahead, Dion. Sorry, I got an email yesterday. Uh, this last tenant turnover that I did mm -hmm. was a Section 8 tenant. And I usually try to keep one third of my units rented to Section 8. So my goal was to re-rent to a Section 8 tenant. Yep. And Section 8 said for a three bedroom in that area, the most they would pay was 1600 And I said it at 1800 because the area average was above 1900 Right. And I had 12 applicants within four hours. So it was the first time I didn't renew with Section 8 because their increases weren't keeping up with the rent increases of the year. Yeah. I got this email saying that there's an emergency housing voucher program that just came out where for a three bedroom in my county, will, they will be paying 2168 for three bedroom houses to place families oh. displaced by the current events. Oh, so I think no. people should reach out to their housing authorities and ask yeah. about the emergency housing voucher program, just in case it's going to be hitting those areas too. That is a significant increase. And it would have made me reconsider renting to the program because I'd like to have at least a third of my units in section eight. That's my goal. You're doing the math, Mike. That's 35 points. Yeah, that's exactly what I was doing. I was trying to figure out the math on this side. <laughs> 35 yeah, points. It, it, for me, it was enough to grab my attention. I reached back out and said, if I have another yeah. uh, unit open up in the next few months, I'll reconsider using the program because I couldn't lose as much as yeah. I would have if I'd gone with them two months of ago. Of course. Yeah. Uh, I will be reaching out to my team as well to see if, again, housing programs generally are uh, MSA or Metro related. They're not mm -hmm. state, right? They're Metro. Right. Like Correct. California's right. got seven or eight different price points. Uh, but yeah, so reach out to your areas. That's great. And then the last thing, guys, the one thing that I really took from the video uh, after being upset that there was no talk of a crash, so I couldn't get upset, is he talked about a wedge deal. Did you guys did you guys pay attention till the end? I did. I heard him talk about it. I didn't memorize the numbers, though. I did, because I'm a numbers <laughs> guy. So uh, what I try to figure out is, okay, he does a wedge deal. That's his thing, right? So he bought a deal for $715. He's going to put $50K in. He thinks it's going to be worth $850. I have no reason to object or I don't, I don't know the market, right? So I'm just going to use his numbers. So I'm not a wedge deal guy. First off, I'm not sure that's a very big wedge. Again, when you look at taxes and commissions and all of that, but again, he's, a, he's an agent. So maybe he doesn't pay one side of the equation. But anyways, so I did the math because I'm a yield guy, right? Both of you guys are in my course. So I did yield. So he gave me enough to figure out what I would have to rent that for, for it to be a 6% yield. So again, he makes a million bucks a month on YouTube, right? So <laughs> the first number I did is what happens if Kevin paid cash? Mm -hmm. So this is how I got there. So 715K, I'm going to ignore closing costs at this point. Mm -hmm. He said it would take 50 grand. So guess what? Out of pocket is $765,000. What I'm looking for is a 6% yield on that $765,000. That mm -hmm. means the house after... Uh, expenses has to produce uh, $45,900 a year, mm -hmm. right? So you take the cash times 0.06 equals 45,900. Then what I assume, because he also self-manages, I assumed he's only going to have 35% in expenses, taxes, insurance, maintenance, you know, other things. So take 45,900 divided by 0.65 equals 70,615, which means in my world, to turn $765,000 into a 6% yield, I would have to rent that place for 5,900 bucks a month. Which he's not getting. I don't think he's getting. Well, again, I don't know. Shit, I don't know LA, but that seems like a lot to me. But again, that's the difference between using yield and using a wedge. Again, he, he, he got like 80 grand. 
and again, we all know that, uh, anyways. So that was cash. Just because I'm good with numbers, I said, what happens if he gets a loan? Because of course, Kevin's bankable, right? He makes a million bucks a month. So I assumed he put 30% down, which is, I'm just rounding to 210 for easy math. Uh, then he put 50K, same repair money. So that's $260,000. Okay, $260,000 again times 0.06, which is the yield I expect to be uh, considered an average deal, means he has to make or net 15,600 bucks a year. Now I assume he has a mortgage payment plus the 35% expenses. I'm going to give him a 20% net, which means he has to, um, the gross has to be $78,000 a year <sighs> divided by 12 equals 6,500 bucks a month rent. So somewhere between 5,900 and $6,500 would make that an average deal in my market, let alone a good or great deal, right? A good deal in my market or a great deal in my market's 8%. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's getting these yields. But that's the difference between yield and wedge. What do you guys think of that? Why don't we go to Matt first? Um, yeah, it's a crap deal. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's just it's it's just it's just proof that if you make a million bucks a month on YouTube, you don't actually have to do math. Yes, I can just do bad deals. <laughs> <laughs> ah, just do another stimulus video. But you don't understand. I like the property and I'm buying it for appreciation. Yeah, it's You're purple. I, I yeah. like purple houses. Yeah. yeah, like I get it. And that's that market. You know, there was this one guy in our market that his math was, and it would kill me every time. As soon as I knew he was in a deal, I was like, well, that deal is going to go to crap. Yeah, exactly. Um, he, his math was, I need to make 50 bucks a door. I hate that ratio. I, that's, that's 50 bucks a door. And I said, so on a 10 unit, on a 10 unit. Bucks. You're making 500 bucks in a month. You replace a water heater in any of those 10 done. units, two months, done, bye-bye profit. Yeah, that's a stupid so, number. Oh. Yeah, the only reason his, so here's the thing. He now has about 200 units. Oh, well, I'd be, I'd be swimming around him. Oh, I am. <laughs> <laughs> because in about two or three years when interest rates and cap rates reset, he's yes. going to be in trouble. Oh my God. He's he is going to be living in an alligator farm in about 24 months, exactly. maybe 36. Exactly. Dion, oh. what do you think? About, what yeah. do you think of the math? So now that I'm making about $500 a month off of YouTube, I can start buying stupid deals too, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, you can. 500 yeah. bucks a month. That's awesome. <laughs> and on that note, what I'd really like, <clears throat> sorry, what I'd really like is for Matt to start making some of this sweet YouTube money too. And right now, <laughs> The Lumberjack Landlord is sitting at 995 subscriptions. Oh, thanks, so Dion. Come on, guys. Over, we got to get him over 1,000 today. This video today, is going go to YouTube, live by 9 o'clock. Lumberjack Landlord, hit that subscribe button. Get him over 1,000. Let him start getting into that monetization process so he's motivated to keep doing those three-hour sessions on Sunday that he said he would do every now and then. He told me if we got yeah. to 1,000 subscribers today, folks, he would do another three-hour session. He told me that off air. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm taking my entire first YouTube check. I'm splitting it down the middle and sending you both half. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'll give it to one of the listeners. That's what I did with my first yeah. check. Yeah. Give it all to Dion. Let him give it away. Yeah. All right, so, guys. So, oh, go ahead, Dion. Sorry. To answer on the, on the mics, uh, on the Meet Kevin's purchase, is it a single family house? Yes, he did. Okay, so he didn't say it was a small multifamily no, because those numbers with multiple units could help. Is it something like a split level he can divide into multiple units? Does it have a basement he could build out? Is it going to add a bedroom? Not in LA. <laughs> there are what no are, basements in LA. And what are the rents in the area? That's what my, to get the yeah. yield, that's what I would look at. Because when I heard the Joe Asamoah episode on Bigger Pockets, he talked about 
Section 8 paying $5,500 a month for single family houses mm -hmm. in the DC area. Yeah. So depending on the area, it's wow. possible that he comes up with numbers that make sense. Maybe. Um, let's let's type in what is Section thing. 8 limits in LA and see if we get a... Oh, Live Matt, on the fly. Yeah, let's go ahead. It. Matt, Matt, Matt yeah. does say something else. <laughs> buy, me, buy me 60 seconds. So as Mike's looking that up, so exactly like what we've talked about, right? Which is doing good or great deals. And the issue is, is that what do you need financially as a renter to qualify for $6,000 a month of rent? That's crazy. The, I mean, if you're in one of our areas, I don't know about you guys, oh. but I know that my rental area is literally, I mean, if you're, if I have a six, if I ever had a unit that was $6,000, number one, hit me in the head with a shovel. I would never buy that. Never. Ever, 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 ever. ever. And then the second thing is, is what does that person need income wise? I use three X. Oh, no kidding, huh? So they would have to make $18,000 a month on the light side, $24,000 on the heavy side a month. They're making 250 to 300 grand. Yeah. Who is renting at that number that it, if it isn't like something like that's like iconic, right? Yeah, exactly. So here you go. I got, I did, I did what I typed in. Anybody wants to double check my search. I typed in section eight limits, LA County. So here it is, three bedroom, which this was, it was a three bedroom house, limit 2735. Yeah. He's he's not making any money. No. That's a, that's a that is a bad deal and if he's leveraged, that's probably oh, that's no probably. That's an alligator if he has debt on the deal. If he paid cash, it's positive, but it's a crap deal. It's probably 1 or 2%. Yeah, Mike, it's like that 19 unit that I talked to you about. I looked at that 19 unit. It was mm -hmm. 4 million dollars. If I put a million dollars down and only yeah. had debt carry on 3 million, I was still negative 500 a month. Yeah. Alligator, alligator. And that's for a million that, for a million dollars. It was an alligator. That's stupid. Yeah. All right. Well, the, in the end, uh, me, Kevin put out a title that caught my attention. I asked you to, to look, look at it. It didn't say a word. He didn't say the word crash in the entire video, but it's, in, it's in the headline. Uh, so folks, uh, do me a favor again. Let's get Matt, the lumberjack landlord, over to a thousand, and he will do a three-hour session this Sunday. He already told me. Uh, and then Dion, uh, what state are you going to next? Uh, I actually have no idea. I love that. We're Just point the truck in different that. directions. Right. <laughs> All right, we we we'll do another video, and we'll uh, we'll uh, ask you guys to say how to follow you. So, thank you very much.